Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, this is the Shmasi Mimirosh Yusuf Mordechai. Shalom Aleichem Remendi Yerbach. Here, give him a seat. <laughs> sit over here, sit next to me. Rabbi Sai, listen to this email. My name is Israel Safran from Cleveland, Ohio. I would like to introduce you to my father, Sigmund Zev Shapsai Safran, also from Cleveland. He will be Hashem finish his fourth cycle of Sanhedrin. At 95 and a half years old, he's possibly your oldest Talmud. Although I did meet somebody in Baltimore, also in his 90s, but maybe not 95. Attaches a picture of him listening to Yashir. Both he and I have been listening to Yashir since Erevin. My first cycle, which began with the beginning of Brochus, you're cordially invited to come to Cleveland to meet him and the rest of the Cleveland Chabura next time you're in the States. Thank you all for your little So Yisrael Safran. Wow. It's unbelievable. It's a moving picture. I believe it's the Satman Rebbe's Yartzeh today, right? It was. Yesterday? Yesterday, right. Okay, here. Here's a quick clip. Oh, not this one, but... Jonathan, look what you're doing to me. Here. So when the Satmar Rebbe came to America, so there were very few Jews living in Williamsburg at the time. And he started a shear. In the morning, he started a shear for the, for the island. So only like a few people. Oy vey, what did I just do? No, I wanted to stop it to explain that I'm not the one that invented the whole email thing before share. Okay, here it goes. We'll start over here. So what he said was that Shah starts, Gemara starts in the base, but this is the Falaf. Oh, Rabyoyal, this is the Falaf. You hear Jonathan? That's not me. Is that funny? It's my computer. It's, it's Jonathan's kids, uh, grandchildren. Okay, let's do it again. We'll do it again. It's not working. We'll have to do it another time. Sorry. Here's this beautiful, beautiful jewelry store in Lakewood. And you think that it's messing up the whole decor over there, that sign in the back. But no, Tyra comes first. Go check them out, Eternity Jewelers. What is this? Are you touching my computer? This is a license plate in New York. Uh, it's all a member, but it says join the DAF, 8minutedaf.com. Kevaldik, Avram Rosenzweig. I found this online in reference to the question whether elephants take care of her grandchildren. I'm not certain. Da, da, da. It says within the group, grandmothers give their grandchildren special treatment, grooming them and disciplining them if they step out of line. Elephants often live in large families of babies, juveniles, and mothers, elephant herds. Somebody came over to me yesterday and brought up a very nice point that we once mentioned that the, the Medrash says that the only two animals that um, what was it from um, 
No, um, not the Mabel, Daraflaga. Daraflaga, humans turned into elephants and monkeys. And maybe those are the two only groups that actually take care of the grandchildren. It's not about the good morning, it's about the ah. Rev. Mayor Kranzer's Gamenal Yeshivas Beisuda, shout out to your Talmud, my brother in law Heshi Hurth from Lakewood, came to Yeshiva a few months back. Let's see if this one will work. Probably not. This is from Niagara Falls on vacation in Niagara Falls. My nine year old son enjoyed watching the shears always. Nine year old watches the shears, we decided to send you a love. Good morning, Grandpa. Get over here. All right, class, get over here for a second. I want to s- look at this, my boy. Sign. You're 14 still? Still almost. Almost. I'm coming all the way from Manchester. Yeah? He comes every time. He came to me for Purim. I had this Purim suited by me with Matonas. Good Shabbos. Ah, family Stefanski. It wouldn't happen without you. Family costs. In regards to your father. Get out of here. That's a new one now. Oh, and I'm supposed to open this thing up. Uh oh. Ah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Mini Mando. Thank you, Rabbit Corn Blue. Thank you. Oh my God. Okay. We have a tremendous year today. Jonathan Itzkowitz sent this picture of Yumi Rosenbaum doing the daf on Emirates Airlines going from Melbourne to Dubai. Now, what? You just landed in Manchester. I have to say, Yishkoyach to both of them. There's a bunch of people who take the shear and send it out afterwards on WhatsApp through Yosef, a whole thing that to condense the shear. How many people are on WhatsApp these days? A few thousand? More than 2,000? More than 2,000 people just on WhatsApp. So Yishkoyach to Yumi and Yochan Ritzkowitz and whoever else is involved. The Koilo. It's sponsored by Anonymous for all the new people that joined. It's all the new people that joined. Also sponsored by Avi and Rachel Kamiansky, memory of Rachel's mother, Reza Gittel Basester, who's also Dr. Epstein's wife. Rita should be a Melitza Yoisher on behalf of us and our children. The Masechta sponsored Linishmas, Yosef Baruch Ben Moisha Aaron Linishmas, Aloza Ben Natashalom, and for that slow call, for my children. Second sponsor of the Masechta, Jeff Razin, Schus, my son, Yosef Simcha Chaim Ben Sorachano, Refuah Shleimo, Paris Achoydish, Benjamin Nessi, Israel. In memory of our Zayda Moshe Menorah and three cousins, Sarah Klein, Ricky, and Rachel Menorah. No, every time I read it, it's not, it's not, it's the same thing over and over. Three young kids and a grandfather killed on the same day. The Neshama should all have an aliyah. By Dr. Avram Epstein, Paras Achoydesh, in memory of my precious Southern Belle, wife, mother, and grandmother, Rita Gay Epstein. Paras Achoydesh number three, Michael Bemela, Mati Pearl, and Aaron Hirsch, who's coming today to Israel to be Zorcha to make it to Umar Rosh Hashanah this year. He was just there yesterday. Okay, again. Lili Nishmas, Zechariah ben Moshe is the fourth Paras HaChodesh. Today, Paras HaYoyim, we have a number of them. L'schus HaChosim HaKala, Mendel and Huli Tversky by Shnei Zalman and Sarah Tversky from Chicago. Mazel Tov, Reb Zalman, unbelievable addition to the share. The second sponsor of the day, Yair Myers, in honor of my little brother's wedding tonight. Avram from Chicago and Shira from Bet Shemesh. In honor of two Chicago Chasanas, in honor of my daughter's Toby and Suri to get accepted in the right school. We should really dive in for these kids. There's so many here. I must have heard of 20 different stories people told me about. Just this year, not getting into schools. It's such a, it's a machla in Klai Yisrael. Latzlucha beruchnius ubigashmius. That's a fourth sponsor. Fifth sponsor, Amir Fariver, in honor of Shlomo Lazarian for his birthday and being the best basketball professor 
Shlomo Lazarin, Mazel Tov, one of the most unbelievable human beings that I know. Aser Bishvil Shetisasher, sponsored by himself. Three words, Aser Bishvil Shetisasher, today's parasha. Menachem Siegelstein, in memory of Imi Merosi. Brocha Elishavabas, Menachem, Choftes, Menachem of. Rabbi say unbelievable daft today. I think I can remove this, no? Here. I'll take it, okay, fine. Omar Rabbi and if you notice, it's just Rabbi Law. We had two other things that were said from Usha yesterday with two names, three names. We'll go into it. A person who gives Zdaka is not permitted to give more than 20%. Maybe I shouldn't say he's not permitted. He shouldn't give more than 20%. So... When first look at this, you, you could see, you could say, maybe that's the pshat in all the stingy gvirim that you know, that don't give a dime to tzedakah. They're very makvid on this. They don't want to bust the 20%, chaz v'shalom, so you, you know, against the 3-4%, they, they slow down a little bit. Maybe that's the pshat. The Chavetz Chaim says, and I think that, seriously, after going through the sugya, shalom aleichem to all the guests, I see a lot of brand new faces, so shalom aleichem, I will say later. Shalom aleichem, shalom aleichem to... Rachamim, Shalalechem, Shalalechem, Kitzur, okay, bunch of guys. So the Chavetz Chaim says, but, but first of all, I really think that everybody should ask their Rav. You have to tell your Rav how much you earn, how much you spend, you need to spend, and then based on that, he could give you a clear halacha, because it's not so clear from here. It says you shouldn't give more than 20%. What if you're Bill Gates? You have billions and billions of dollars, so you shouldn't give more than 20%? Rav Shema Paskin, for very wealthy people, they should give at least 50%. But the Gemara says 20%. What's the point? We'll see in a second. Because we don't want a person to come to a point where he has to come on to others. So if he's Bill Gates, obviously he's never going to come on to others if he gives 30% of his income. So you have to think it out and, and understand this and know what you're doing. The Chavetz Chaim says this doesn't apply to somebody who's Machzik Torah. Supporting Torah is not, it goes above 20%. Okay, so that's that. Soft sales pitch. This is Maxik Torah. This is also uh, other things. Okay. Ramosha Feinstein, by the way, I like to mention all the time. He says about learning with others. Just like you have to give Meister from your money, you have to give Meister of your time and learn with other people 10% of your day. That's what he says. So I had a Suffolk when I was learning the Gemara. Are you allowed to learn more than 20% with other people? So that's why maybe I stopped that second shear in the afternoon. Okay. Zog de Gimar. Tanya nami hachi. You shouldn't, in Hebrew, bizbuz is a waste. But okay, interesting. Lashen, different shotim. You shouldn't spend more than 20% on tzedakah. We don't want you to fall onto others. That's a big no no. Make sure you don't have to come onto others. So make sure you know. You manage your wealth properly. There was someone, the Gemara is going to tell us who maybe, who wanted to give more than a By the way, if you all remember, we had a Chavdalid. There was, um, I forgot what his name. Oh, Rebbe Yezer ben Bisar, I think his name was. He, every time the Gabayim of Zdokah saw him, instead of him running away, they used to run away from him because he used to try to give them money. And they ask over the Rishonim, how could you give more than 20%? There is a concept of giving more than 20%. R- R- Moshe goes into it and he says, 
he asks a question. He says, is it Usr to give more than 20% or it's a good Eitzah not to give 20%? Then at the end he comes out that it's Usr. Based on the Ramah, the Lashon of the Ramah says you shouldn't. It's, you shouldn't give. Don't give. But, and then he goes into different, different people that could give. So everybody asks the Rav. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's each and every individual. One thing is clear, before I forget, one thing is clear, and it's not so clear, but it seems from the Gemara and also Alpi Kabbalah, that if you do give 20%, don't give it in one shot. Give 10 and 10. 10 and 10 is better than 20, as we're going to see in a second. So he wanted to give more than 20%, and his friend wouldn't allow him. Again, you see the, the idea of the Isra, maybe. Umanu Rabbi Yishevav. Who's the friend that didn't allow him? Rabbi Yishevav. Vamrilah. Rabbi Yishevav. It's Rabbi Yishevav that wanted to give the 20%, not the one that stopped the 20%. And his friend wouldn't allow him. Umanu Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva is the one that didn't allow Rabbi Yishevav. Not Rabbi Yishevav didn't allow some other Tana. But at the end of the day, maybe Rabbi Yishevav was very, very poor. And that's why Rabbi Akiva didn't allow. So that's why you have to ask your rope. Where do you see this in the Apostle? We missed it by a little bit. This is Bracious. Aser Asrenu. This week's parsha is Aser Ta Aser. The Gemara brings another Apostle in Bracious. Everything you give me, I'm going to give you Maiser. 10 plus 10. Says the Gemara. You don't need a chart for this, but I was running out of charts. Here you have. Chart on the right is a hundred dollars. So you give 10% of that, that equals 10. What are you left with? 90. So how much is 10% of 90? Nine. So nine plus 10 equals 19. So how do you get to 20? You're telling me you shouldn't give more than 20%. But it says Aser, first take 10%, and then Aseret will take 10% what's left over. So you're doing Aser to Aser, it's 10% what's left over, it only adds up to 19, not 20. Aser Asreno means, says Rashi, you should have said another Lashin, Aser Taser, what's Aser Asreno? So the, the, the different Lashin of Asreno instead of Taser teaches us that the second Miser should be the same amount as the first Miser. So if the first Miser was 10, so the second time you take Miser should be also 10. Together you have 20. You see the idea though, Aser, Asrenu, Aser, Ta Aser, give 10 plus 10, at least in your mind when you're giving Tzedakah, say I'm giving the first 10% for the Maiser, the second 10% for the Chaymash. It works better like that. Says the Gemara, Omar of Shimi Barashi, Ushmuz Halalu, Mismatis Vahalchais. These these sayings that we said over from Usha get less and less. They start out with three, go down to two, then to one. V'simonech, k'tanim, kosvu, u'bizbazu. Om Rav Yitzchak. Usha skinu... Nah, I'm kidding. There's a chart for this. The first halacha that we learned yesterday is that yazen banov k'tanim, that in Usha they said that if you have smaller children above six, but below 13, you should, you should feed them. So who was it said in? The Rabbi Loy said it in the name of Rishlakish, in the name of Yudah ben Chanina, so that's three. The next halacha is Hakaisif Kol Nechasulavanov, that crazy case where a person gives everything to his sons and then the sons try to put him in a nursing home. So that was in the name of Rabbi Law, in the name of Rishlakish. It's the same people, but now we, we dropped Rabbi Yudah ben Chanina, so it's only two. 
This halacha that we just said today, three lines down, is was said only in the name of Allah. So it's three, two, one. If you want to remember, three, two, one, and who said it? So you have to remember, you have to remember, you hear? The test is coming up soon. The 120 daf test, the 30 daf test, tomorrow. Okay. Three, two, one. But you have to first remember, if you remember that, you can remember three, two, one. Omar I thought it's cool. It's a Lushen, it's a Sprach from English. You should roll with him. Mizgalgal means in the Hebrew to roll. You roll with him. In other words, you, if he doesn't want to learn Torah, you go easy on him. A lot of this Gemara, I think, is going to be a big shocker for us Americans with the new style of Chinuch that we have. Until 12 years old, you roll. This, do not go home and tell your wives about. Rashi says, you take your strap out, you start whipping him, and you also deny him some food. Okay? I was thinking about it, and this is very, very controversial, and when I first got married, I bought into this whole notion, you can't lay your hand on your children, the whole thing. And then I looked around, and I was like, okay, first of all, whatever. But you look around in the world, what happened to generation? It's a generation where children scream at the rabbeim in school. They could hit the rabbi. They have no respect for elders. They have no respect for their teachers. They have no respect for anyone, for themselves. What happened? This great chinuch that we're doing in America. Unbelievable. So, no, no, can't talk. Maybe the old people, maybe they knew what they're doing. Maybe. I'm not, don't say Eli Stefanski said, beat up your kids. Chas v'shal. But maybe that little patch. I don't know. I went with that system. I don't know. I don't know. Look around. Ask yourself the question. What happened? People shooting up people in schools every day. Okay. There was a, the biggest psychologist in, in Chicago. I once had this argument with him. Mama, he was going on and on. He said, Revolver, the biggest mechanic in our generation, says it's also to touch your kids. So I said, you're wrong. In, in the Sefer, he says you shouldn't hit your kids. And then he says, however, and check this out, I didn't, I didn't have the Sefer, but look it up. I remember some Dafalov. Anybody has the Sefer, bring it to me, I'll show you where it is. He says, it, but if the mother comes home, for instance, he says, if the mother comes home and the children are mamish out of control, jumping up and down on the bed, give the kids a few smacks. For that you smack, and that's what you're telling me, that he said you never lay your hand on a kid? Kids are, okay. He said, let me see it inside. I showed him inside. Oh, okay. Fine. Zog the Gemara. I mean, this, these are, okay, I'm not just, I ain't Rashi, I ain't Shom. Any, one of the Rav Shmuel Bar Sheilas, Botsamir Bar Shis, Leitik Habel. Rav Sheilas was a very famous Rebbe, a Machanach. So Rav told him, don't accept kids that are younger than six years old into Cheder. Bar Shis, Kabel, but from six years old on, Usafi Leitik Teira, Force feed him like, a, like you force feed a, uh, an ox. So uh, you see that you should be tough with a six year old. In, yeah, you can force him Torah, but don't, you don't beat him, you don't hit him, you don't do it until 12 years old. So they asked the question, it says in, in Pirkei five years old, you start learning, but over here it's a six, maybe it's the beginning of the, okay, when you're six years old, you start learning Chumash, 
And when you're 12 years old, Mishnayis. The famous, I only found like 20 maybe of Amrliyeims, but it's all over Shas. And again, I like to say this every time, in Gitin, we found the Marashah that says that there's a lot of Kabbalah sprinkled out through Shas in different places. And one of them is Amrliyeim, it's more like a Kabbalistic side over here. What does she say? Usually she gives advice and refuah, and this and that over here, all of a sudden she's getting involved in Chinuch. Six years old for Psukim, for, for Chumash. Ten years old for Mishnah. Bart Leisar, Litaniso. Thirteen years old for Atainus. As Rashi, thirteen years old for Atainus, it's in the Pasuk. You don't need a, the, the, the mother of Abaya. It says Rashi, so thirteen means the year of thirteen, the year before, from twelve. Meis Leis, the Tainus of twenty-four hours. Ubitinoikes and, and a girl, Bastresar, 12 years old, in other words, the year of 11, when, what we call 11. Omer Abai, Omer my stepmother told me, Hai Barshis, the six year old, the Tarkale Akrava, scorpion bit him, Biyoimo de Mishlim Shis, on the day that it's his birthday, on his birthday, Shomalechim is your birthday present, scorpion bites him, Loi Chaye, he is not going to live. My Asute, but, but there is some sort of remedy. This is a secret remedy. Mirarta didayo. You take. This, I just had a picture of somebody force feeding somebody. I just thought it was funny when I saw it. This is a vulture. I wasn't, I really wanted to see one. I wasn't able to see it. If you look in Rashi, very interesting. Rashi did Ramaskal, Mirarta didayo. I thought it's interesting. Look, anybody see it? Vulture. It's a vulture. And on the side, in the Hagazit Yunim, he says, Oif, I can't read it, it's Doris. I can't imagine the words are too. Oif Doris, it's a, it's, a, it's a bird of prey, Balknofang Doilois. Here, I have a picture. It's about six to seven feet in, the, uh, in width. That's his wingspan. He doesn't have, look at him, he's bald on his neck and his head. Mamish like this Hagazit uh, Yunim. He's missing his. Feathers from his head and his neck. And he eats corpse. He eats dead animals. I think this is one of the only animals in the world that you're not allowed to eat. Like, Goyim won't eat this. If you eat trafe, you don't eat this animal. It's full of um, rat meat, etc. It's a terrible tasting uh, bird. I'll go upon him. And then without them, the, who knows what would happen. They, they take care of a lot of stuff. A lot of, you know, all the, the diseases, the dead animals. Hundred of these, which they, if the animal dies, hundred of these in three minutes, the animal is gone. Gone. Zog the Gemara. So what do you do if you get bit by a scorpion on your birthday, the sixth birthday? So you take the bile of this vulture. Chivarta, that has to be a white one. This supposedly is called a white vulture. Beshichra and a little beer. Neshafye, you rub the wound. Veneshkaye, you let the kid drink from this unbelievable mixture of vulture bile. And beer and Shalom Yisrael. Hi Barshata, the Tariq Lazi, Bura, Biyomid and Mishlam. Interesting because the Gemara in Avedizara brings like these two the, the scorpion and the bee, or the wasp. The wasp, I think, is the hot one, and the scorpion is the cold one. And they go together, these two the, the scorpion and the bee. But if a kid gets stung by a bee or a wasp, Biyomid and Mishlam Shata, on his birthday, he's not going to live. There was a, a guy 
He's in the, his, his wife was dying in the hospital. So the doctor calls him to the side, so he got a schmooze. He says, listen, your wife is, she's dying. But there's one, one Eitzah. One Eitzah. If you show her affection, you show her some love, she'll come out of it. So the wife sees him schmoozing with the doctor. He says, what, 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 what did he say? He said, you're going to die. You have no chance. <laughs> says, this kid is going to die. No chance. Mayasute. But, but there is there is some sort of remedy. Atzvasa the dikla b'mayo. You take some of this uh, this sieve the dikla. This this some sort of thing that grows around the palm tree with water. Neshafye and you rub the area of an eshkaya and you, you let him drink from it. Or Rav Katino kol machnes is benoi pachis mi ben sheish. If you let him go into yeshiva cheder learn less than six years old rotzachro veidim agiyot. So you see from this whole sugya that learning Torah is something, it takes away the, the energy of a person. So this kid's going to be so weak, you're going to chase him and try to give him medicine and your whole life and you weaken them up. It's not, it's not a good idea. Some say that you chase after him, his friends are going to chase him to catch up in his learning abilities and they're not going to get to him. I... I don't really read books, and even if I do, I, I just read the first two pages, then I go on to the next one, ADD, yeah. The, there's a book that I really liked a lot. It's called Outliers, a famous book by Malcolm Gladwell, yeah. And uh, over there, he discusses this idea of, uh, you notice that these, I don't know if it's true or not, it just sounds too, too good to be true. All, the best hockey players in the world were all born between, let's say, January and February. And then he did some research, he realized that that's the cutoff line for, for school. So if they were born in those months, they never made it into first grade. So because they didn't make it into first grade, they were left behind the year, and therefore they were always 16% stronger and bigger and smarter than all the kids in their class. So they were the best in hockey at that age. Because they were the best in hockey at that age, they always went on the traveling teams. And Mamela, they, they just, just how, that's how it goes. Mamela, it's, it's excited and and learning, over here it's almost the reverse, like you started early, he's saying start late, but you can have an advantage on other kids, and that's what the Gemara is saying, you can have an advantage on other kids depending on when you start. If you start earlier, you're asking to that, you uh, saw it, Minal, Levi Friedman? You should have told my father before he skipped me three grades. Maizu <laughs> Shaya. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to have that schmooze with him. What were you thinking, Abba? Never, never. Okay, leave the kid back. I, I'm 100% never skip your kid. If you ever want to skip, don't do it. It's not a good idea. Okay, fine. Take it from me. His friends can never catch up to him. Says the Gemara. If he's weak, so you could have, you could have both of these ideas if, what's the first one? So either he's going to be, if he's weak, the kid is weak, then you don't put him in. If you do put him in, you're never going to catch up to him. But at the end of the day, he's, if he's, he's, he's going to be weak, this kid, but he's going to be a very good learner. Okay, fine. You put him in early. So there's... Like today, you see today, there's always uh, pros and cons for skipping grades, not skipping grades, but 
Chalish, the kid is going to be weak physically. He'll be a better learner. You could say the nafkamiri between the two cases, the two things. One, if he's weak, you're going to chase after him. And if he's, if he's very healthy, then it's good for him. The, kid, the friends will never catch up with him in learning. Another, another takona that he said in Usha. Here, we're just going through Usha things. Don't fall asleep on me. The Gemara is mamish. Interesting stuff here. The, a woman who brought in a nursing home into her marriage. Her husband is allowed to benefit from all the income, but the actual building is still the woman. She goes ahead and she sells the building to somebody when she's, her husband is still alive. Now when she dies, what happens? The building goes to the husband. That's the Yerusha. But she jumped the gun, she sold it first. So what happens is the husband is a Yerush. And what? Yeah. The, he's a, he's a Yerush. And what happens when the person's a Yerush? The father owns uh, a, a nursing home again, a nursing home, and then he sells it right before he dies. It's a great sale. <laughs> the the Yerushim could jump up and down. So over here also, he's just a Yerush. He's, he's about to inherit. She sold it. No. We're going to make him into a buyer, into a purchaser. And if he's a buyer, a purchaser, we're going to do it retroactive. Once she dies, he retroactively purchased it the day of their wedding. And therefore, she had no right to sell it after she already sold it to her husband. Or that the father gave, sold it to the husband. So, the husband could go and take it back. He was standing there in front of a bunch of people. Who, who's the author of this of Shmua? Um, is the one that said that the, the husband is more like a purchaser and he could grab it back from whoever bought it from the wife. Says the Gemara, and we had this in this Masechta, he repeated this over to himself 40 times. It's as if in his pocket, sometimes the Gemara uses the lotion of in a box, a pocket, some say, is we all learned it in, when we were kids in Bav When you do Yiyosh, so if it falls out and you know, a person always checks his pocket, if it's money, usually it's, it's gone. There's no, you say, so over here also, Says the Gemara Ashrei, show me Mishpat Oisid's dog. It's like I got the Gemara boys. I get shmaka stuff. Praiseworthy the person who's Oisid's dog of Chaleis. He does zdaka all day long. V'chiyev shalas his dog of Chaleis. How's it possible? You get zdaka all day long. There's some people like like uh, the wealthy people in Toronto. They have days. They just give zdaka all like hours apart. But all your, your entire life. Dorsh Rabbi Seinu Shibiyavnev Amri Lo Rabbi Liazer Zehazam Bonav Uvnoisav Chaim Kanim. Unbelievable. So on the one hand, we're saying that you're not a nice guy if you don't support your kids. But you should know. By supporting your children, you are being mekayim mitzvah daka all day and night. The Mikhtav of Melio brings this Gemara and he says that people use this Gemara as an excuse why they work. They work so much. It's like, why do people work so much? So you have to make a shtalis for parnas. I talk about this all the time and nobody cares. But, but why are you working all day? Learn more. So they use this as, oh, but I'm doing tzedakah. I'm, I'm, I'm being mefarnas, my children. Uh, so he says, okay. He says, so a person, he says a very nice thing. He says, you have to think about it. If when you go to work, 
as you're working, all of a sudden you start thinking about the Rebbeinah Shalom and how you could be a better Oyvet Hashem, then okay. Then, then you went to work, L'Shem Shomayim, the whole thing. But if while you're diving in Esra, you're thinking about work, now you have problems. When you're busy with Akash Baruch Hu, you're thinking about work, that means that when you're at work, you're not thinking about Akash Baruch Hu. You're not going to work for the, for the right purpose. You're going to work. Okay, you get what I'm saying. Zog to Gemara. Rabbi Shimon Barachmeni Omar, Zamagadli Yosoyim, Vyisoyimo, Besoyich, Besoy, Umasion. This is a person who brings up a Yosom and a Yisoyimo in his house and he marries them off. Eliyakim Aronov, what? <laughs> He's going to see someone. I love Test it all day. So, Eliyakim Aronov told me this morning, this morning, he told me his father. He's the guy in the coil and he's in the RMR Kaz. You want to see, I think he has like, what is it called in RMR Kaz? Think about it, something like that. So he's a tremendous Tamil Chacham, the whole thing. He scores in the 90s on the thousand off test. So he told me his father uh, brought up two Yisayimim. But he said there's a big problem. Because if she's a Yisayimim, she's not your own daughter, there's a problem of Yichud and there's a problem of touching her. So I thought this is incredible. I was, I was uh, very touched by this. His father, when he gave brachas to his kids on Shabbos, he stopped putting his hand on, the, on his kids' heads so that this girl shouldn't be hurt. Everybody got a bracha, but he, he, never, he stopped putting his hand on her head. I thought it was unbelievable. He said, this morning he told us to me, He has fortune and wealth in his house. If you learn Torah and you teach it, so that your, your, your tzedakah stays forever. You can write a Torah and a neviim, and you lend it to other people so it stays there forever. You should see children to your children, grandchildren. Once you have grandchildren, it's shalom. Why? It's a terrible thing to do chalitza and yibom. Once you have a, the next generation, so everybody's added that terrible idea of, of chalitza and yibom. I heard a nice pshat that when sometimes parents fight with the children. It, there's, a, there's a friction between a father and a son. But once the son has a child and the son realizes how many nights, sleepless nights he had and how many this and how many that, then he realizes, wow, look what my father did for me. And he realizes the chesed and that so then he comes back to the father. So that's all the grandfathers are going like this. All the end. If you have children, so then there's not going to be fights about Yerusha, according to Rashi, because everybody knows exactly these are the three children, they get the Yerusha. Unfortunately, even with that, they sometimes fight. But if there's no children, then you have to know. You give it to the uncle, to the cousin. There's a lot of fighting. We said in the Mishnah, that since it says in the Ksuba, that the sons, Yarshin, and the daughters get Mizaynas. It's just like the sons, Yarshin, after Misa. So too, the daughters get Mizaynas after Misa. Says the Gemara. Sponsored by Moshe Horn and Arab Zach, Zach, the Rock, Rocklin and Lenny Lerner, CPA. And also the schools being able to support them and not turn to finish learning shots of their belly. Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, coming to Rav Nunav, Yosef, Rav Nunav, Yerusha, inheritance is only from real estate, not from cash. So too, when 
you give child support, it's only from real estate, not from the liquid assets. Avish everybody started screaming at him. The Shavagara who the Yorsalibne, you could only inherit real estate. The Shavagara, the Yorsalibne, you can't inherit stock, stocks, cash. Perhaps this is what we had yesterday. Bonim Dichrin, what's that? That in the Ksuba, a person writes that if he has another wife, that the sons from the, each wife are going to inherit their, that Ksuba, whatever that Ksuba is. Something that has more, something that has less. It's not fear that the, the assets from this Ksuba should go to children that weren't beard by that woman. So that's a Tnai in the Ksuba. That is only from real estate. But the regular, regular Yerusha is everything. Oh, you're such a great man, Rabbi Yosef. You, you understood the depths of what I was trying to say. When Yisayma, a girl, came to Rav and said, I don't have what to eat. So he said, give her from the metaltalin. Give her from the wheat that's in the attic. What does aliyah mean? Give her, how does Rav know where the, the wheat are? He knows it's in the, in the attic. What if it's in the, in the basement? Was she coming to get her in the dunya, the, the dowry that a father gives to his daughter, a lot of stuff, you know, the pianos and stuff so that people should marry her? And what did Rav mean by go to the attic? From the best of the father. Give her the best. When it comes to giving to the daughter, to the daughters when they get married. So a father is nifter, the daughter is getting married. How much do you give her? Well, it's very easy. If he gave the first daughter $20,000, a piano, and a set of china, so he'd do the same thing. Or let's say she didn't have a sister. If he's a very giving guy, he's always giving people, he's always doing, so you have to give her a lot. If he's a stingy guy, so you don't give her anything. It's shaman, you have to assess it. In the father, whatever each father is. Or perhaps what's going on here is she came for, I need bread, I'm starving. I'm not, I'm not talking about extras, I'm talking about bread. And what did he mean by the attic? This is from the chidushim that we said in the aliyah that you still give a daughter from metaltalin and not just from real estate. Okay, so now we have a Shiloh, there's a girl who comes for child support, could she get from the liquid assets? Tashma. In the hands of Rebbe Benoi, who happened to be Achua de Rebbe Chiyabarabah, who's the brother of Chiyabarabah, he was the representative of these young orphans, and he had liquid assets. They were boys. The girls, the, the sisters of these boys, could receive support just to eat from that, those liquid assets, from the metatalin. My love, the Mizoyin, the that story happened about just food. And he holds that you can take from liquid assets. It was just the extras for the wedding. And Shmuel holds that you, you do a, a, you assess the father, what he would give. Says the Gemara, there was the same story. The girls came, they lost their father, they need to eat. And they paskined that you could take from the Metatron. 
And the same story happened in Pumadis Bagri, Rav Chana Bar Bizna, and Rav Chana Bar Bizna also took from the Metavlin. Omlu Rav Nachman, Zila Hadru. You Dayanim, who passing that you take from the liquid assets, you better return it. Viloy, and if you don't return it, Magbina Lachu, Lapandaychu, Minaychu, I'll take your mansions away from you. I'll take it back from your own personal assets. You have no business giving these girls something that halachically is not theirs. They wanted to paskin that the girls could get from liquid assets. The greatest Amaroim that lived. They didn't know. And you know better than Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish, and you're going to paskin that the girls could get from Mitalton? Don't do it. Rabbi Loza wanted to do it. Oh, Eliakim. You see, we mentioned Eliakim. Here he is. Rabbi, you're if you remember yesterday, the final thing that we said in the shir was that somebody came and kissed the, the feet of Rabbi Yainasan. Who was it over there? Something like that. And why did he kiss his feet? Because he went outside of the, the, the halacha. If it was the halacha, he wouldn't kiss his feet. So sometimes when it comes to, to, to Yerusha, that was a father who gave all his nechaz to this kid, they passed him that, he, that the, the son has to, to support him. Why? Because he went above and beyond the law. It was So here also. I see that you're having Rachmanus on these Yisoymas. You're allowed to pass him like that. It's not La'alacha. If you open up the Shulchan black and white, says do not give the girl from the liquid assets. But you went above and beyond. But I have a problem with that. You know why? Just yesterday, I don't know if it was uh, the Selim or who... Um, there's a, two people there, Avi Shur, it could have been, or Salam, the, the guy from uh, England, came over to me and said, I think it was Shur maybe, I, I just don't remember. But Mamish, this is Gemara. He said, he's at a chasana. I don't know why he told me, but Stam, but it's get there. He's at a chasana, and there's a plastic bag under the chuppah on the table. So I forgot which one of the brisker Roshivas said, please remove the bag from the table. Put it on the floor. Okay. So then, after, like, the dad, when he comes over to him, the Rashid says, you probably are wondering why I told you to take off the, the, the bag from the table. Because I don't want people to think that under a chuppah you have to have a bag on the table. And that, I said this mice over, that the briskerov once had a broom in the, in the, in the room while I was doing these comments. He said, take out the broom, huh? By Hanukkah? <laughs> okay, by Hanukkah. He said, take the broom out so that people don't think that you need a broom before you light. So I heard... That in Bris today, they bring the broom in, and then they take the broom out. <laughs> All right. Zogdi Gemara. No, it's I forgot what Chasidus, maybe Satmer, I don't want to say, but I think it's a Maisa Shaya. The Rebbe, after the mikvah, would cut his nails. So Chasidim started doing it. And then they, finally they asked the Rebbe, like years later, why do you cut your nails after the mikvah? He says, because that's when it's soft. It's not like a chiyuv to do it. But okay, but the, the, the Talmudim will see it. So you're trying to be nice to these girls, you're Rahmanas, but that's not Allah. You have to tell people that's not Allah. Here's a picture. Take from the dates that are on the mats. They dry the mat on mats. What are these dates? Metaltalin or real estate? These are metaltalin. They're not attached to the ground. The famous Talmud of Yosef, Ilu if we're talking about returning alone and he comes and he's only going from Shubadim, this is not this is not karka, this is metatlin. Omar lay, 
I didn't say on the mat. I said they're on the tree. They're attached to the tree. They're ready. They're ripe and they're ready to be on a mat. The famous halacha that if it's about, it's ripe enough that you could take it off the tree. So it's as if it's taken off the tree. It's already metalpum. No, the tzrichalidikilokamino. I said that they're not ripe yet. Give her, give them from, from, from the real estate, from the karka, something that's attached to the tree that's not, not ripe, not ready to be. Nigzaz, Rabboisai, have a wonderful day. Yeah.